Hello, everybody, and welcome to Equity Global Markets weekly podcast, where we explore the major stories driving the financial markets. Today is Monday, the 11th of May, 2020. And as usual, I'm your host, Gaurav Kashyap, the head of futures at EGM Dubai. And as always, I'm joined by my colleague, Mark Lee, a senior trader operating out of our London office. How are you doing today, Mark? Did you have a nice weekend? I'm doing well, thank you. I had a very nice weekend and I'm ready for another week in the markets. It was another eventful week in the markets last week, Mark. And looking back across the various sectors, it was largely green across the board. We had the near-month US 30 futures, that's the the Dow Jones, which rallied 4.26% on the week. The NASDAQ technology index, also known as UT100 on equities trading platform, rallied more than 7% on the week while the US 500, the S&P 500, near month, closed the week 5.11% higher. Oils were strong for its second successive week. The June contract closed more than 28.97% higher on the week. In the currency markets, the Euro and British pound both slid lower against the greenback, down 1.2% and 0.6% respectively while the overall U.S. dollar index, a measure of the value of the U.S. dollar against a basket of weighted major currencies, closed the week 1.2% higher. And finally, spot gold was little changed on the week. XAUUSD was up 0.09% on the week. So Mark, clearly equity markets and commodity markets are pushing higher on the idea that perhaps the worst of the coronavirus is behind us. But clearly, the headline of last week, in my opinion, was the U.S. non-farm payrolls report, which showed some pretty shocking numbers, Mark. Yes, Gaurav, you're absolutely right. Um, So last week, the headline was all about that U.S. payrolls figure. So seen typically by traders as the godfather of all data points on the economic calendar, the payroll report tracks the change in the U.S. labor market, market, excluding farming and agricultural sectors. So the report was released on Friday and it showed that April job losses hit 20.5 million, and the overall employment rate is coming in at 14.7%. Despite the worst reading in over 30 years, risk assets actually got a nice little bump higher, which would have caught many off guard. Again, the resilience of price action telling us that potentially these economic metrics were accounted for in that initial sell-off. That's a very valid point, Mark. Um, of course, as one of the one of the running themes of our podcasts has been the the focus on the weekly jobless claims, and an argument can be made that with about four to five weeks of very very bad weekly uh, weekly jobless claims, this kind of maybe prep markets for 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 a terrible payrolls report on Friday. But the pricing action, as you said, Mark, it, it it's really caught me off guard because. Considering the, the depth and the number of job losses that we're having in the U.S., this will no doubt filter into consumer spending. Um, it'll have a cramp on consumer spending. It will also filter, of course, into the overall GDP reading. It'll filter into manufacturing and services, as we've discussed in previous podcasts. But having said that, still we're seeing equity markets being so, so, so resilient. Um, this will be a theme that we're going to continue to watch for. And we'll see if the equity markets this week can maintain those, maintain those gains. But uh, Mark, moving away from the U.S. markets and uh, looking at some of the more emerging markets, um, it was a very, very big week for the Turkish lira, uh, which slid to an all-time low against the U.S. dollar. Now, the USD try, as it's known on equities platform, traded as high as 7.27, 
um, and it's now down more than 20% against the US dollar in 2020. What are you seeing here, Mark? The turbulent try, yep, it was, it was in the media a lot last week. And we've seen investor concerns continue to build around Turkey's economic stability. As you rightly stated, the Turkish lira slid to an all-time low against the US dollar and now trades approximately 20% weaker against the greenback year-to-date. Alongside interest rate cuts to single digits, the Central Bank of the Republic of Turkey have used tens of billions of foreign exchange reserves to try and help and try and prop up that lira and stop it from weakening further. Those eroding central bank reserves and a mounting pile of foreign debt are really starting to weigh heavily on investor sentiment. In another attempt to slow down selling pressure, Turkey actually froze three major international banks out of its currency market. Those banks were UBS, Citibank and BNP. It was a widely unexpected move and it has the potential to create immense complexity in the clearing of currency transactions. As a result, we saw Turkish spread balloon and, and pricing was very sporadic late on Thursday and into Friday. For this reason, and ultimately to protect our client base, we placed trading restrictions on both the USD try and the Euro try for the time being. Fresh off the press this morning, um, the Turkish regulators have actually lifted that Lira trading ban. So we're going to monitor closely and we'll look to re-enable full trading when conditions normalize. Of course, as events unfold and develop, we'll adjust accordingly and we'll make sure any changes are communicated to clients. Very interesting, Mark. Uh, we'll definitely be keeping an eye out for how that plays out uh, in the weeks ahead. Uh, remember, traders, you can track these products uh, on our platform, on our MT4 platform, um, with, the, with the symbol set USD try, which is the US dollar against the try, and the Euro try, or the Euro against the Turkish Lira. Um, Mark, I wanted to also pick your brains on one more topic which traders are digesting this past week, and that's the theme of uh, the ongoing US-China relations. Now, obviously, this was a very, very key theme that was really driving uh, market sentiment uh, in 2019 and heading into 2020. Um, you know, will they, won't they sign a trade deal? Who is going to blink first? Um, and what kind of impact this would have had on trade relations uh, between US and China and between the US and the rest of the world? Um, this obviously all culminated with a very welcome development um, very late on in 2019 when the U.S. and China agreed to a phase one deal, which ultimately saw the United States roll back a lot of its proposed existing tariffs on China. Um, and of course, China agreeing to buy more U.S. goods and services. Now, about three or four months into 2020, um, we're seeing this theme of U.S.-Chinese tensions hitting the tickers once again, Mark. It's something that traders are kind of positioning themselves more for. Now, while it is a bit of a premature theme, what are you seeing here exactly? Well, we're seeing geopolitical tension between China and the US really bubble back to the surface again. As you said, it's been this real tug of war over the past couple of years. And it's yet another dynamic to add to already elevated levels of volatility. It appeared to start when fingers were pointed due to the handling of this coronavirus outbreak and it may just end with tariffs or sanctions. And if we do get tariffs or sanctions, and that's really going to disrupt that, the, um, the global stocks recovery that we've seen from those March lows. We know how sensitive the market can be to these two global powers. That's been evident in this tug of war over the past couple of years. And I'm, I'm expecting and anticipating a similar level of sensitivity as this issue resurfaces. Me personally, 
I'm anticipating empty threats rather than any action at the moment, especially from the US as these November elections uh, continue to near closer. Mr. Trump, is, of course, is going to be conscious of damaging his domestic stock market prices ahead of his bid for another four-year tenure. It's an aspect of the mind games that, of course, China will be fully aware of themselves. So a very, very interesting dynamic. So let's wait and see how it all unfolds. Absolutely, Mark. As always, thank you so much for your timely insights and for your trading tips and uh, trading themes that we will continue to watch out for. Along with these themes, uh, listeners, um, we also want to point out some of the other key points that we're watching on the economic calendar this coming week. Uh, Tuesday sees the release of the U.S. core CPI print. The CPI print, of course, is the key measure of uh, inflation in the U.S. That's due out at 12.30 GMT, and it's expected to show that price growth contracted further to minus 0.2%. We can expect some more volatility in uh, Kiwi crosses late on on Tuesday when the Reserve Bank of New Zealand is expected to announce rates. While there's no change in the overall rate expected at 0.25%, the associated press conference at 0200 hours GMT could see pricing get uh, quite lively. Wednesday sees the release of UK GDP at 0600 hours. Year-on-year uh, -year GDP is expected to contract to minus 2.1% from a previous reading of positive 1.1%, while quarterly the UK economy contracted minus 2.5% from a previous 0.0%. So we could expect to see some of the fallout from the coronavirus impacting GBP crosses as early as Wednesday. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Of course, Wednesday, we also have the weekly US crude inventories at 1430 GMT. This will definitely shed more light into the current demand supply scenario in the US. And finally, along with the weekly US jobless claims on Thursday, which has been a very, very key data point over the past few weeks, we also eagerly await the US retail sales, which comes out on Friday at 1230 GMT. Now, of course, that figure will show the current strain on consumer spending in the U.S. and how retail sales may have dried up with expectations coming of a drop to minus 8.6% on the month. Of course, listeners, you can follow us on all our social media to stay on top and up to date with all these breaking news and all these data points. Um, and in the find our listeners where they can find you on social media. Thank you to all of our listeners. I'm on Twitter at equity, equity with an I and Mark with a K. Perfect. And you can find me on Twitter at GaurabK0619. And for all the latest market news and updates, do remember to follow Equity Global Markets at equity underscore global and at FX Pesa Kenya. Please get interacting, guys. And if you send us your questions or topics, we'd be more than happy to go through these in future podcasts. Have a great week, everyone, and stay safe.